Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got John Day. He's the uh, VP of Sales and Marketing at Anord Critical Power. They do uh, solutions, uh, power solutions for the uh, data center industry, which is actually going through a lot of uh, change right now. Wouldn't you say so, John? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Alex. Yes, uh, there's, there's a lot of exciting things happening with the data centers. Customers are looking for new and exciting uh, solutions, things that will really you know, help them build a, better, build a better product and offer a better product to their, their clients, whether they're internal or external clients. Mm-hmm. Well, because it used to be that if it was connected to the wall, nobody really cared about energy efficiency or nobody really cared, as long as the stuff worked. But efficiency of operation is, and the ROI on the energy side of it has become just as critical as its reliability and performance, hasn't it? It has. And, I mean, there's, as, as you all know, there's been a number of changes over the years from, you know, virtualization of servers to, you know, handling all of the different items in the, the data center to try and uh, get more space out of the data center as well so that uh, you can use the space more efficiently. And, and that's, that's happening with all of the equipment, including the switch gear, the, uh, you know, the products that we're bringing over, uh, I think, are, are going to offer really u- unique opportunity for people that are trying to get as much space out of that data center so they can use it and not have to go build a new data center right away. Mm-hmm. And now, so... What does power have to do with that equation? I mean, obviously power is critical in all of it, but what is the role of power in this next generation step towards the next generation data center? Well, I think I think the role of the power, of power is going to be you know trying, as you said, trying to use it efficiently. That's going to be that's going to be the main main thing that people are going to try to do. But it's also part of the construction techniques. It's not just the the efficiency in the space. But it's also how can I build it quicker? How can I build it uh, with less cost? I mean, as you you well know, and 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 your listeners will know, the the cost of building data centers is is uh, extensive and and it's growing. But people are looking for new ways to do that: uh, containerized products, skid mounted product, uh, that sort of thing. And that's where our product kind of comes comes in as well. Is it allows you to uh, with the smaller footprint that's available. By using an IEC product uh, in a in a basically NEMA UL market, you can reduce the footprint. It's easier to mount on skids or into containers or even into a traditional brick and mortar style uh, style of um, of construction. So the construction techniques, the time to market, the time to open it, are all becoming extremely important as people are trying to build these uh, data centers and get them get them up and operating faster. Right, right. Now you were just at an event in New York in the, uh, in the power space, right? That's correct. Yes, we were just at um, uh, the uh, Data Center Dynamics uh, Conference in New York, and um, I believe it's one of the largest uh, that they've had in New York. It, it rivaled the size of their London uh, London show, and um, frankly, there was a lot of interest in some of the new products that are coming coming out. Um, we we uh, had a lot of interest in in our product in particular because we are taking uh, an IEC product and UL labeling it, which is a little bit unique. It's for this market. Um, the traditional manufacturers have all had the same product for about 30 or 40 years. We're taking an IEC product, bringing it to the U.S., 
getting it labeled to UL891, which is one of the switchgear standards. And uh, it had a lot of interest, um, and, and really we had a lot of visitors in that space. And I would say, you know, we hope the, the response was, was really, really uh, exciting, and we hope that that's going to turn into opportunities uh, to show people, you know, how we can take this technology and put it into their data center. Mm-hmm. Now, so um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about this product? Because sure. is it just the regulatory aspect? I mean, obviously, you've got some value add in there. There's there's a lot of value add. Um, when I think back to this product, I think back to uh, when I was selling IEC products years ago uh, and introducing them into the U.S. when it was probably the first first time people had seen IEC products versus the normal traditional NEMA products. The, the advantage of this product is that, um, for instance, if you have a circuit breaker, cubicle, or section, uh, what we do is we take and we put barriers around the circuit breaker. We allow another section to connect to the breaker. So the safety features of this product are just um, head, head and shoulders above the traditional products that have been out there. Because we're able to put all these barriers and barrier the components off, you don't have to have as much air and as much space between them. So it also reduces the footprint of the equipment, allowing you to have more space for white space in the data center where you can actually put you know, production equipment rather than, than the equipment that's serving it. The other mm-hmm. advantage of it is, is that from a... Um, from, a, again, an operational standpoint, when you barrier each circuit breaker off in a cubicle, with a traditional switchgear construction, you might see um, a, a, if a circuit breaker fails on a, very, uh, on a fault, you're going to see a lot of damage within that cubicle. But by bar- putting barriers around all of the individual components, you could have a fault in one circuit breaker. It would not affect the rest of the equipment in there. So the things we're really looking at by bringing this product over are the safety, the space, uh, you know, the segregation of the components. It's all, uh, it's all pretty unique to the American market, and I don't know of anyone else at this point that's really brought that particular product over uh, to serve this market. And we're getting a lot of really, really good response from it. Well, that's great because, well, is it odd or is it all right that a lot of our uh, regulations are being driven by, I mean, when you think about ROHS as a European initiative, uh, this is a European initiative. I mean, how come there aren't more American initiatives helping lead instead of us following the European specs? Why don't we lead our specs ourselves? Well, there's been, there has been over the years uh, within, the, um, within the NEMA organization um, a, a uh, I'm sorry, I can't think of the word right now, but to try and oh, no I know problem. what it is, is trying to harmonize, trying to harmonize the standards between the NEMA and IEC. And that's been going on for about 20 years, but a lot of the focus in, in that market has been on the uh, controls and automation type of products. And it hasn't been as, as, um, as much of a focus on the switchgear products because most of the most of those products, when you look at the general construction market, if you're building a plant or an automotive plant or whatever, um, you know it's not as critical a space. But when you're looking at the mission critical space, uh, you're looking at nuclear, you're looking at those type of things where the you know it's a truly mission critical type application. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the reason why 
that part of the standards haven't been the biggest focus of harmonization because it really hasn't been been that critical to do it. But as we go forward and people are looking at, you know, uh, faults within their system, they really are starting to say, okay, how can I contain that fault? How can I keep that from becoming a problem? With the arc flash standards, they want more segregation of equipment. The engineers and the consulting engineers and the customers are asking for that because the arc flash has so many requirements around it to uh, have mm-hmm. to put on, you know, protective equipment to work on the equipment. Right, right, right. Now, John, let's um, look at the whole aspect of it. It's very educational sale as well. You just can't just simply say, well, here's my switch screen, here are my servers, here are my power supplies, just pick and choose. It's a lot of, and a lot of times it's custom. A lot of times the, the operator themselves isn't quite sure exactly what they need. What kind of hand-holding do you provide to your customers to make sure they get the right equipment? Well, that, that's a great question. I think the, the key there is, particularly in working with the consulting engineers as they're specking out a lot of these projects, we're, we, are, we are really focused on that, and we want to work with the consultants to be able to show them the advantages of this product. And we put some documentation together about, you know, to educate the industry on it. And that's really one of the things that will be my focus over the coming months is going out, talking to the consulting engineers, which I've already started that, and talking to the, um, the clients to really show them what this, what this product can do. Um, we're working on some, uh, and we'll have them ready very shortly, some computer animations that kind of takes the equipment, deconstructs it so you can see all of the components that go into it, how they're put together, how they're arranged, and how they're able to provide the, the, kind, of, uh, the kind of safety and compact you know, size that people really need in it. So it's going to be an educational effort, but our focus in doing that will be heavily, heavily geared toward the consulting engineers. Got it, got it. Now, uh, how do they reach you? What's your URL? What's the website? Is there a phone number they can call? Uh, the, uh, the website is um, uh, com. That would be the, the U.S. subsidiary of the company. Um, the, uh, the company, just a little bit of background, has been in business for over 40 years in Europe. And, and this is our first foray into the U.S. And we're coming over here with a major client who has basically a U.S. company we've done business with in Europe, asked us to come here and provide this. Um, they can reach me personally uh, through my, my cell phone, which is 804-683-2078, or at my email, which is jday, J-D-A-Y, at anard.com. Wow, that's really putting it out there too. You, you know, I hope you do get a bunch of calls because uh, putting out your per, your uh, personal contact info. But um, I think uh, you will get some because obviously in the data center space, it, it is a bunch of uh, various solutions that exist, and you really have to investigate the right one for you. Yeah, and we're excited about it. We're excited. Uh, we're excited to bring this product to the U.S. Uh, we. Um, if I could just put a plug in for the Virginia Economic Development Board and the Greater Richmond Partnership, they did a great job in uh, bringing us to Virginia where we will be manufacturing the product within the next uh, 12 to 18 months. So our plans are to be full-fledged manufacturing here in the U.S. in a very short period of time. Excellent. 
Well, hey, John, I always give my guests the opportunity to leave a last word with the audience. So what final thought, advice, tip, anything of that nature that you'd like to leave our audience with before we close out the episode? I just uh, would like to say if if there's anyone uh, that's listening to the podcast that has an interest in this product, please give us a call. We think we've got a very unique solution one that will really serve the industry well, and and we look forward to being in the U.S. with this product and being successful with it for a long time. Excellent. Well, hey, John, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. As we've said, uh, the data center um, space is growing, evolving, and moving it all the time. So I would say I'd probably drag you back here in a few months. We'll take another look at the snapshot of where the industry is, okay? Thank you, Alex. We'd love to be uh, participating in that. Thank you. Pleasure's mine. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to listen to us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Don Power. Have a great day.